Hello and welcome to episode 5 of This Too Shall Pass. Um, I can't quite believe I've got 5 episodes into this and I'm still going. I was confident that I would do one episode and go this is rubbish and never pick it up again. Um, but I've been very encouraged and I've been very overwhelmed by the response from people and the willingness of people to engage with this conversation around mental health. So thank you to everybody who's listening. Today I am going to be talking to Damien Freel who is a mental health nurse in Brighton. You may have recognised him from First Dates um, from a couple of years ago um, on Channel 4. He also is the founder of the Tourette's Alliance and Men Talk Health, uh, Men Talk Health, which is a project, an organisation that focuses on, well, helping men deal with mental health issues. Um, so I'm going to be talking to Damien a wee bit about the work that he does, what he does to relax, look after himself, and what it's like to live with um, Tourette's and how that impacts on his mental health. Um, I will post a couple of links to the organisations Damien is involved with um, on my Twitter when I publish this episode. So for any more information, please uh, get in touch with me and I'll point you in the right direction. Um, so I'm going to play my cheesy intro and then we're going to go right into it. You're listening to This Too Shall Pass podcast, a show about mental health. This is Stephen Donandalzel, your host. Hello. Hello. Hello there. Hello, Damien. Hi, are you? It's Stephen. Hi. Hi, Stephen. Not too bad. I'm, uh, hey, just to let you know, I've got a, a, a duck in the oven. <laughs> So, um, my little okay. alarm made go off because I'll have to go in and sort that out. That's no problem. I can edit it. Don't worry. That's all. Um, thank hey. you for doing this. I appreciate it. No problem. Um, no problem. I'm, 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 I'm glad to speak to you. I'm glad to speak to you too. Uh, like I really do appreciate it. I'm gonna um do a wee intro here quickly and then um bring you in and we'll just get into it if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. No hey. problem. Are you sure there's anything from the outset you don't want to talk about or you know um, um I'm I'm quite happy. Uh, I'll I'll be guided by you and kind of what what you like to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> no yeah, problem. Yeah. Um, Okie doke. So, um, okay, I'll do the wee intro here and then we'll get into it. I, I'm, this is all like really amateur as well, so forgive my That's amateur. Not a problem. Okay. Don't be <laughs> so here we go. Um, okay, hello and uh, welcome to episode five of This Too Shall Pass. I'm joined today by Damien Freel. Um, who is a mental health nurse in Brighton. I, have I yeah. got that right? Yeah. Yes, we uh, have. Well done. And you are <laughs> a co-founder of the Tourette's Alliance, um, which is a charity that advocates for people who have um, Tourette's. And also mm-hmm. you are a co-founder of the Men Talk Health uh, pod, uh, and, uh, organization, which um, kind of is what it says in the tenant. helps people, helps men. Um, who are experiencing mental health problems. So, Damien, thank you so much for um, joining me. It's it's a pleasure to talk to you. Andrew. Um, yes, thanks for having me. Um, just to kind of say about those two very wonderful organizations yeah. out there, um, 
I'm not as actively involved as I used to be, and and that's okay. There's some really wonderful people in both of those organizations that are have really put their heart into it, and um, they they really believe in in what they're trying to do. So I'm 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 very blessed to have met those people, and 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 I've moved on from them. But I'll keep the the passion that they've got. Yeah, absolutely. Um, listen, you're busy enough being a mental health nurse, so I'd say that takes up quite a bit of your time already. Yeah, it does, and um, uh, it's something I've been thinking about over the the last couple of weeks. Really, is um, it, it does take up my time, and it's something that that I really wholeheartedly enjoy. Um, it's something that uh, whenever I've got the right tools around me makes my job just so much easier and when i say tools i mean the, the people that i work with um it, it makes it a pleasure to go to work um yeah. and i know i'm very very lucky to be in that position hey excellent um damien i think your connection keeps i think it's maybe hey. dropping out a wee bit there okay um sorry. yeah um sorry no it's okay it's just um yeah that's okay. So am I. That's that's no problem. Um, it's dead on. Sometimes it happens. Um, but no. So so it's mental health nursing is something you've thought about for a long time, and you've recently got involved in it. Um, yeah. How how do you? I suppose this is a question that everybody asks you as a key worker at the minute. How have you seen the service change and adapt during this pandemic? Um. Well. Um. I suppose I've adapted to the the circumstances I find myself in. To be honest. Um, and that's what I could probably reflect on a little bit. Um, I find myself in the circumstances kind of in the middle of this pandemic to be working within the NHS. Mm-hmm. Um, and the NHS is beautiful and it's full of loads of amazing people. That that team that I worked with were some of the mo- most caring nurses that I've ever met. And they, they've all influenced me in, in how I relate to others. Um, and... I think the NHS is severely under underfunded. Mm-hmm. Um, it pained me um, working in the NHS to see how much these kids were really tearing themselves apart because the resources weren't around them. Yeah, and it's it really tore me up. I've moved to um, a private facility now, and and um, I can see some of the real change that you can make in people's lives. Hey. Sorry, excuse me. You're okay. Um, You're okay. I've seen I've seen the real change that you can make in people's lives whenever you've got the right people around you. Yeah. And it, it's it's beautiful. Um that that's something that I, I get to enjoy every day. Um and I think that should be should be the case across healthcare. And I think that at every point of healthcare, people should have access to those mm-hmm. people who will guide them through. Yeah, I 100% agree. I should just say for anybody who's listening as well that um, Damien also lives with Tourette's, so I should have said that from the outset. Apologies, Damien. Um, oh, no, okay. so, um, if, he, if he swears or whatever, you know, get over it. it so, um, how, how does, can I ask, Damien, if you don't mind me asking, how does um, living with Tourette's impact on your mental health or does it at all? Um, that's a very good question. Um, 
Sorry, I'm not trying to be too heavy here, but I just... It's, no, 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 it, 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 it's, it's a very good question. I know you're probably looking for a, a very simplistic answer for a lot of these <laughs> things, um, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking a lot deeper than that these days. Um, okay. well, go for it. Like, you know, it's, it's your yeah, so, work way. Hey! Um, in um, the beginning, whenever I started to have ticks, um, and, and it made me... It really hit at my ego, um, really tore me apart because it, it, it basically took away from me an image that I could present to the world. Yeah. Um, um, and it made me really reevaluate my life and made me really look at what is my purpose. And yeah. it, it caused an inflection, I suppose, in my mind about, about what actually am I doing here. Mm-hmm. And... In the midst of all that, I, I decided that I would put my passion into what I care about, and that's caring for other people. Hey, um, and and that's something I'm very grateful. I've been in the circumstances to be able to do. Hey, um, whether I have Tourette's or not is irrelevant. I'm living an existence that that brings me great joy. <laughs> no you're okay i see on you did a uh you wrote an article for gaydads.co.uk um maybe a a while ago i'm not too sure the exact date but it did say that um at the time you know that you were uh telling your story you were applying for university and your your Mm. condition as well as living with mental health didn't actually inhibit your ability to occur it enhanced it um is that something that you still believe um i think it is yeah i think i'm I'm the sum of a lot of um a lot of uh, elements of of being me um and i'm the sum of my experiences and i'm the sum of of how i put labels on myself i i label myself as gay i label myself as a man i label myself as as a mental health nurse, so all these labels that I, I attach to myself um, mm. have allowed me to view things from a perspective um, and allowed me to, I suppose, see outside of my own perspective at the same time. They've yeah. allowed me to, one, through being a queer person, I've had to look at uh, what society does to queer people. Mm-hmm. Um, and realize the injustice in that. I've had to look at, hey, being a man, and mm-hmm. there's a great deal of privilege that comes along with that, but I've also had to realize there's a lot of great deal of pain. Um, yeah. Men are, are very ego-driven, and that is something that's holding us back. Um, I... I look at my identity as a man and I try to think, what does that actually mean? The only yeah. thing that I can actually relate that to at this moment is feeling oppressed. And okay. and that was through mental illness that I learned yeah. to feel the oppression of what it feels like to be a man as well. Um, yeah. And I think that's something we all need to be looking at. Yeah, there's just from my own experience as well and somebody who's you know um male presenting um 
and yeah. working with my own clients, you know, it's it seems to be that there is a an almost an imbalance when it comes to um, adult men or mm-hmm. you know look, looking for mental health support. Yeah. Um, particularly in, in, in Northern Ireland. Is that something that you've yeah. experienced as well over in England? Um, so it's something I've, I've, I've probably not needed as much as when I needed it when I was back home. When I needed it back home, I was um, in, in a very desperate place quite frequently um, mm-hmm. and did quite desperate things and was, was very hurt. Um, and I needed a lot of guidance through that that I couldn't find um being a mental health nurse allowed me to kind of I suppose pay forward what I would have wanted (laughs) if that makes sense yeah no it does it does um and that's that's what I look at so I don't try and compare the the structures of what's available in Ireland and what's available in the UK or what's available in France for example I kind of look at what should be available and mm-hmm. work towards that. Okay, um, I understand that. Yeah, I suppose it's, I suppose it's a bit of a reductive argument to kind of compare the two between England yeah. and wherever else, or Ireland mm-hmm. or wherever else. Um, but in terms of what you would like to see being developed, um, oh, yeah. where do you, where do you see the main gaps being? Um, the main gaps is is, I mean, I suppose it's it's that this system based on attributing financial value to people's worth is, yeah. is something that doesn't work um, because if, if we're not doing that, we're not allowing people to meet their best potential. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, money has become what what means that one person can achieve their potential and that another can't. And that's that's wrong. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I don't think yeah. the the healthcare system should be ever driven by any kind of financial um, financial need. It should be driven by health need. Yeah. So what you're basically saying is that we should have full blown communism, which I'm all <laughs> I'm okay with that. You know, <laughs> um, I'm not I'm not about communism um, because again, <laughs> again, communism is in, in its current forms has never actually. Um, met the needs of people either um yeah a good friend of mine pointed out that actually the communism that we've got in china is actually run by um so it's basically that the the population garner the wealth and then that's passed into the government so it's the government hold the wealth whereas oh yeah in our system that it's passed among the population and it's the billionaires that hold the wealth um and, and that that keeps people from being able to achieve their potential. Yeah, there's very few places I think have the right balance struck between financial incentives and um, you know delivering healthcare at the yeah. point of need. Uh, um, my you know, point, and, my perspective would be is that at, at this point we've reached a stage where financial incentive shouldn't be the thing that's incentivizing someone. It should mm-hmm. be just actually supporting them to achieve their goals and just actually supporting them to be the best version of themselves. I look at my, my sister, um, she works in a card shop and Mm -hmm. she is okay with that. She's got a beautiful daughter that she's so close Mm -hmm. to and she's, uh, she brings joy to her life. Um, So whenever I would invest 
what do I mean by investing in 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 people's values? My sister would be that mother because that's yeah. what, what is part of integral part of her values. Um, and she should be supported to be able to do that. Um, and not just supported, but in, in a, in a financial way, but facilitated to do that. So I think like I thought earlier on today, so the things that I want to get my sister, if I, if I think about getting gifts for Christmas is I want to get mm-hmm. her something that's going to bring her and her daughter together closer. Um, yeah. Because that's my sister's brightest potential that I can see um, from what she actually wants um, and what her her goal in life is, is just to yeah. love someone else. And that's, I think, something that I would quite happily give financial backing as well as any other kind of backing. <laughs> okay, no problem. So you're quite close with your sister and her, no. her niece, I suppose. Yeah, I'm quite close with all my family. My um hey. Uh my mom and dad are two of the the best parents that I could have find uh find myself to be um uh to be fortunate to be their son really. Yeah. Um it, I I'm very fortunate to have two parents like I did because everything about them should have made them I suppose not be supportive of me, but they always have been. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm, I'm gay. They're Catholic. <laughs> they, 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 they saw beyond that to actually see the worth in yeah. me. And again, that that's arguably what's what's wrong with religion. Um, but I could get into a whole philosophical discussion about all that. Yeah, that's a, that's a different podcast altogether. <laughs> yeah, I've got um, I've got like um two younger brothers um kyle and and daryl daryl is an amazing brother he is always trying to think with reason as to what's the right thing to do i've got my younger brother kyle who always just wants the best for people and and has also been through some of his own real troubles to be a great dad that he is um I've my sister Rebecca, who's just enjoying her youth and really um, living life to the full, and she'll come through yeah. that and she'll find direction as well. Um, and my other sister as well, of course, is um, the one I've I've spoke about previously with the daughter. She's an amazing person too. Um, I'm I'm very privileged. Like you could say at the moment, I'm just a bit high on life. <laughs> That's good, though. I mean, that's a good problem to have. It sounds like you have a very supportive family, and yeah. um, you know, as as you know, somebody who's gay as well. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I I was from I hate saying it, I was from the opposite side of the fence. You know, yeah. my parents are Protestant, and I, yeah. I was they were Christian, and I'm gay. But um, you know, <laughs> it, it it it's its own battle to fight, I suppose. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, family is important, and if if your family supports you, then that is a huge part of the battle, particularly with mental health. You know, it's, 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 I mean, I, I don't want to speak for your experiences, but for me, having a family that is able to be able to talk to whenever I need to talk to them, um, is massively important. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your experience as well? Yeah. So, um, I could literally talk to both my parents about anything and everything. Um, yeah, they are so receptive to my ideas they literally see the worth in me beyond what I see in me. Um, and 
and I know that anything that I bring to them, they will just un- give me unconditional love with regards to it. Um, yeah. And I, I know that that is a very privileged position to be in as well in this world. It, yeah, I suppose it is for there's a lot of people. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. Because um, there is this kind of expectation that your parents should love you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And that's, unfortunately, for a lot of people, that's just not the case. And it doesn't. Um, and that's all. You mentioned wrong. there that you're. <laughs> sorry, sorry, go ahead. And that's you're also okay. wrong. And that's also unjust. And that's. Yeah. And that's usually driven by some other kind of belief that actually stops that parent from allowing their child to achieve their best. I'm an example of that. Like, I've had those parents that give me the unconditional love to literally let me lead my best life. Yeah. It sounds like you are as well, yeah. living your best life. Yeah. <laughs> I really am. And that's good. Um, you mentioned there that your parents can see the self-worth that you don't see in yourself. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you, I mean, you've talked before about depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and, you know, previous interviews and things like that. Yeah. Is self-worth something that you would struggle with, Damien? Something I used to struggle with. Um, yeah. It's not something I do struggle with anymore. I think Excellent. I derived my self-worth probably from from an ego um, and kind of on all the labels that I attach to myself. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Um, self-worth comes from wanting to build up the people around you. That genuinely yeah. gives me a great self-worth and in a, a, a very nurturing and a very loving and caring way. That literally makes me feel like uh, I'm living my best life. <laughs> yeah. And it gives you a lot of confidence, yeah. I suppose, as well. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't necessarily give confidence, but it definitely does make me appreciate my worth and make me also appreciate everyone else's worth. And that's quite nice position to be in yeah um if you can write a book on that and let me know how to do that I, i'd buy it that'd be great um, i'm working on it <laughs> <laughs> um so what do you do to kind of um I suppose balance your mental health with your work how do you look after yourself i suppose that's a again um something that i i've literally just come to realize um, mm-hmm. because I have been struggling with my mental health and work and it's something I I kind of neglected to pay attention to as to why I was feeling that um, and I feel I've had a breakthrough almost um, and and I, I do realise that it's everything that's been connected to my ego has led me to uh, not see my worth Um. Yeah, and and so even something like my name is something that this is just a small example. Somehow, people will always misspell Damien, and that's 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 a fact of life. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I I used to take that as kind of someone was not appreciating my worth, um, and yeah. I thought to myself, well, actually, what who am I to put a judgment on that person's intentions? Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've started to see my own worth through seeing other people's worth, if that makes sense. No, it does. It hey. does. Yeah. Um, 
the thing about the name is is funny as well because like I say my name's Stephen with a PH, the amount of times I get people spelling it with a V. Um even members of my own family, and I'm like, guys, seriously. And sometimes and sometimes (laughs) you need to ask yourself, why am I so upset by that? Why 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 would that actually (laughs) upset me? Because they know who I am and they love me for who I am. So why am I getting so hung up on a name? And even the people that don't know me, why yeah. am I expecting them to know how to spell my name? <laughs> yeah, and that is all ego-driven <laughs> as well, you know. Sorry, um, my dog's ready. <laughs> you're okay. Go and go and get your uh, duck out of the oven. I'm for technology. I'm bringing my phone. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening at home, Damien is currently cooking duck in the oven. Yes. Um, during the interview, um, is it is it duck duck a l'orange or? Um, no, it's like crispy aromatic duck. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> small things in life. <laughs> so, do you enjoy cooking? Um, not really. <laughs> Cooking's not for me. <laughs> Nothing else is more my vibe, really. Okay, well, uh, that's 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 that. Um, question and answer session <laughs> over with. Um. <laughs> I mean, why lie? <laughs> I know. I mean, like, I know that, like, for instance, my husband's a chef, and you know, he gets a lot of joy from cooking yeah. and making, creating dishes and things like that. And um, whereas I'm the complete opposite, I detest cooking with a passion. It is a, to me, it's like a chore. Yeah. And it's, I mean, people will say, "Oh, why don't you, you know, make yourself a nice meal for you know, help your mental health." It's the opposite. It's the most stressful thing I can think of. I'm like sorry. Being, I'm, in the, I'm, being in the kitchen. I'm so, so sorry. And then please don't. I, I was actually listening to what you're saying, but I'm trying to work out how long I need to put this duck in for. <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's no, listen, it's no problem. <laughs> and I mean, if you want to keep this in, keep it in. Um, so back in for a no, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping all this in. This is, this is, this is gold. <laughs> put whatever what you want. Um, I trust people though. Sorry, I'm letting my flatmate know I trust them to make the duck very well. <laughs> He's a good cook. You're okay. You're no problem at all. Um, I'll not keep you much longer because I know you want to go and get your dinner. And frankly, so do I. Um, but uh, what was I going? I was going to ask. No, I can't remember what it is now. Um, yes, in terms of um, things you do for like self care, I know that self care is a big. There's an industry yeah. around it now, you know, you know, bath bombs and candles and weighted blankets and all mm-hmm. that kind of crack. But what do you do for fun? What do you do to take your mind off everything and just relax? Um, today I did the dishes. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reason why that felt like self-care was it was um, it was something that needed to be do- doing around the house. And I had nothing on and for the next half yeah. hour. And I thought, you know what? My flatmates just offered to do it, but he's got stuff to do as well so i'll just take that out of the way and yeah. and get that sorted so it frees him up to do whatever he wants uh <laughs> yeah no that's fair i mean like i've got a stack of dishes in the sink right now that i'm think- looking at and i wouldn't exactly call doing them self-care yeah, but no, whatever works but, for but you like, it really kind of it, it gave me a sense of um Knowing that I was freeing him up to achieve his potential, and I feel I am, yeah. uh, that that was something that made me feel really good. <laughs> so it is, and that's 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 all what it's all about. As opposed, yeah, that is exactly um, what it's about for me at the minute. Yeah, not not something that I would be doing for self care, <laughs> but um, 
But do you like, do you try to incorporate self-care into your daily routine or is it something that you just do kind of without thinking about, if that makes sense? Self-care for me is, is those things that um, it, it's not buying something or, or anything like that, but it's just like taking, uh, living moment by moment and just taking pleasure in the little things. Um, that's, no, giving yeah. myself that time to actually just feel the rain on your skin, just, you know, listen to the sound of the waves just do all that that to me is self-care for me um and it's something that i yeah it 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 gives me life excellent yeah i the thing about you're saying about you know listening to the waves and things that by being by the sea is a big thing for me to kind of you know relax me um I think self-care has become a bit of a buzzword for things that aren't really yeah, self-care. It's not, things. Um, it's not that. Yeah, it's not. For me, it's taking my meds and getting a good night's sleep and been making sure that, you know, I have breakfast in the morning. It's not sense. going to, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to like a luxury yeah. spa. But those things are good too because yeah. I'm awful, I'm, I'm awful hard on myself yeah. for, you know, when I'm, when I'm yeah, relaxing. Everyone deserves to reward um, themselves and those around them. I mean, we're all, struggling exactly. with their own shit so if you're going to reward other people that are really struggling too then reward yourself because you're struggling with your own shit <laughs> that's okay to do that that's very true self-care and um like what is that like you treat others the way you would want mm. to treat yourself and vice versa it's yeah. very important so sp- speaking of rewarding yourself um i am gonna <laughs> let you get your um crispy aromatic duck all day. Is this beautiful <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, I'm a vegetarian, yeah. but oh, I'm imagining how good that would taste. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> Listen, go go and have your dinner, Damien. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you for your time. <laughs> no problem. I hope to do this All again right. with you soon. Um, look All after right. yourself and um, take care. All Thank you so much, mate. Stephen. Bye. Bye bye. Well, that was my interview with Damien Freel, who is a uh, activist for mental health and a co-founder of the Tourette's Alliance. Um, I really enjoyed talking to Damien. Uh, that was recorded nearly a week ago. He's a lovely guy, really lovely guy, and I hope we get talking again soon. Um, I'll be honest, guys, this week has been difficult for me. Not too sure why, but there's this overwhelming sense of loneliness and, um, I don't know, anxiety. And I've said numerous times now that I try not to talk about the pandemic if I can avoid it. But it's it's unavoidable to mention that and acknowledge that uh, my mental health has suffered as a result of lockdown and social isolation. Because that's another word for social distancing, isn't it? Social isolation. Because the people who are already isolated at the start of this will be even more so. The gap between people has grown wider. Despite technological advancements like Zoom and FaceTime and WhatsApp and social media, etc. It's just not the same. So don't worry, I've been reaching out to people. I've been accountable to myself. I've been honest with people who love me about what's going on with me so that I can so th- so that they can understand what's going on with me and so that I can reflect on that myself and understand how not only is it impacting me but it's impacting the people around me because 
living with someone who has mental health issues is not pleasant. So it's important to remember that too, that mental health does not just affect the person who is living with mental health problems. It affects the people who love that person too. So I didn't record an episode this weekend because, you know, whether consciously or unconsciously, I recorded the episode with Damien um, a couple of days after I recorded the episode with, with, with Dermot because I had a funny feeling that I might not be in the mind, uh, sorry, the, the headspace to be creative. And unfortunately that was the case this weekend. I have just sat on the sofa and listened to music <laughs> and tried not to cry about things that I can't control. I did spend a lovely afternoon with my mum yesterday going Christmas shopping and right now I'm binge watching the season four of The Crown. Despite being a big lefty and an anti-monarchist, I love this show. <laughs> so currently waiting for Tim Horton's delivery to arrive and I'm going to have my coffee, I'm going to have my pancakes, I'm going to chill out and I hope you're all, oh there's my delivery, I hope you're all staying well. Take care, bye bye.